Nikolai. How are you? Nice to Hello. see you. <laughs> Hello, Anthony. Nice to see you. Yeah, here we are again. About about one year ago. <laughs> yes. About one year oh, ago. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, and, unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. The, the, yeah. The, the, the life does does not run. Life just <laughs> flies. You know. <laughs> it's been okay. really great for me. Uh, to talk with you all these times and and about a year ago I was interested in just learning some basics about Vygotsky and cultural historical theory and really uh, you know I I'm not the best reader in the world so I could I could learn that way but learning through conversation is something that makes it into a better level for me and and we started talking about even just the differences between like learning and development um, right from the start. And that was about a year ago. And almost all of our conversations <laughs> focused on uh, cultural historical theory. And yes, but I have like a, a bit of a confession, I guess, like um, the other mm -hmm. term you see all the time is chat, cultural historical activity theory. And, and I feel like I'm yeah. getting pretty well versed in cultural historical theory. But when the topic of chat comes up, I, I get like a, a little nervous, a little blank. And I'm not always sure what some of the distinctions are. Um, I know they're both very powerful and very interesting. And, and each mm -hmm. is very rich. But I was hoping maybe today you could mm -hmm. help me sort of by comparison to cultural historical theory. Maybe you could help me understand mm -hmm. chat a little better. Does that uh, sound possible? Uh, I'm not okay i'm not sure i can help you to understand chat because i'm not an expert in chat mm -hmm. and i'm not doing chat i'm not using chat as my um, theory and uh, uh, I, uh, I don't think uh, it makes any sense to make a comparison of the theories mm -hmm. uh, because uh, the problem of the relationship between the theories is much deeper and using just a comparison might not be the best way to do. But what we can do is just to clarify some things which uh, might mislead people as you just very gently and very ele elegantly put it this way and just to make it just to make some clarifications and probably this is the most important and then uh, after these clarification things people can start thinking about differences or similarities between chart and cultural historical theory uh, that's i think might be an interesting topic to discuss okay, so yes. i will try to avoid i will try to avoid any comparison but I will try to clarify something. If you agree with this. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. I want to show you something very, very, very briefly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, excuse me, just one sec. Okay. Mm. Please, you are welcome. So what I have on my screen here <laughs> is, uh, this is a, I believe it's a chapter that you published this year. I don't know when you wrote it, but um, it kind of walks through the concept of identity and it presents it, mm -hmm. it sort of, it sort of talks about what chat might offer in terms of studying identity and what cultural historical theory might offer. 
terms of uh, studying identity. And what, what I found was there was a, a great deal of overlap between the two, but also some differences, each with its own sort of strength. Uh, and what you didn't do in this paper was, was try to raise one above the other. And I thought that was interesting. You really just kind of laid out what each theory can sort of do for us. Um, mm -hmm. So I was thinking, uh, not necessarily to discuss this identity paper, but, but that, that's, that was, that's my, that's like my way in to the conversation. And um, mm -hmm. some of, sorry, sorry, some of the things you talked about yeah. were that maybe they have different units of analysis, um, the way they approach contradiction and, and or transformation and reorganization or, or even mediation. Mm -hmm. uh, have some differences, each with their own sort of costs or affordances. Yeah. yeah. So is that possibly yes. a way we can go into this? Yeah, uh, and thank you for mentioning this chapter. You just said you are not a good reader. You are a great reader, you know. <laughs> you, you, you read and uh, your reading level of your readership, if, if I can use this word, is quite high. So please don't underestimate yourself as a reader. <laughs> I'm very slim, I'm a, I'm a so, slow reader. And, uh, and probably, probably you as a reader is much better than me as a writer. <laughs> That's sometimes I feel like that. Okay, and yeah, you are right. That paper was about identity and how different theories might help us to look, to study identity from different perspectives and it was my in, intention it was my aim not to compare the theories and the reason is that i just wanted to destroy to interrupt to terminate one of illusions and one of stereotypes sorry anthony stereotypes about myself about mm. Nikolai. There are two stereotypes about Nikolai. The first is that Nikolai doesn't like chat. Nikolai hates chat. Nikolai doesn't want to hear about chat. And this is absolutely stereotype. It has nothing to do with the reality. And the second stereotype is Nikolai hates triangle of activity. Activity triangle is Nikolai. If you say the word triangle, Nikolai gets crazy immediately. So no, 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 no. Look, and that's why I just um, uh, just wanted to use the opportunity to show that I have all my respect to chat. And if you remember this chapter, there was not even one critical word about chat. It was, it was, uh, you can, you can find anything critical. Okay. So I respect chat. But, and this is not a stereotype, but I have some concerns about chat as a theoretical framework. And not only me, I know some researchers and even famous researchers or just established academics who started to work with chat and they are moving gradually back to cultural historical theory. 
And again, this is a very interesting topic to discuss, but I don't want to discuss it now. What I want to discuss is just to answer your question about the similarities, differences, overlapping between the two, two theories without comparing them. And uh, for and to begin with, I have to explain something related to the history. To the history, and uh, telling the story about the history, I will just based on the historical facts. It's not my imagination, not my dreams, not my speculation. These are historical facts. And the historical facts are, is, the facts are that uh, what we have, we have three, three theories. We have cultural historical theory associated with Vygotsky and his collaborators. We have an activity theory, activity theory or theory of activity developed by Alexei Leontiev. He started to develop activity theory in, uh, in the beginning of 1930s, 1930s, and he continued to develop activity theory till the last day of his life. He died in 1979, okay, if I'm not wrong, or something about it, so, and we and that had, that had a lot of That had a lot of overlap with yes 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 and and this is this is a story about the relationship between cultural historical theory and activity theory but even people who say that that activity theory is related to cultural historical theory even these people are saying that they are different theories it is not like the same theory but second generation no it was it was independent generation the first generation of of activity theory. okay cultural historical theory activity theory and in late 80s beginning of 90s chart cultural historical activity theory appeared okay so historical effects are cultural historical theory appeared in mid 20s activity theory in mid 30s till 70s and late 80s beginning 90s chart appeared as a theory this is a historical fact so and on the other hand three theories are somehow somehow related But what I'm, uh, let's say, what what is my concern about is that people who developed chat and who follow chat, they I don't know why they call it chat or activity theory in brief. But this is a big mistake because activity theory is the theory developed by Leontief. And chat cannot be named activity theory. It misleads the people. So, 
My position is cultural historical activity theory and cultural historical activity theory. But what I don't like is that they call the third one an activity theory. And I was expecting, I was expecting the people just to explain to the community that, hey, people, please don't call us activity theory because activity theory is Leontief. But these people do Are you not. saying this is, this is kind of like three separate streams coming from the same body of water? Or is it two streams coming from, coming from the body of water that that's, was used That's not a good that's, analogy. It's, it's so we have first we have to understand the difference similarities and difference between cultural historical and activity theory and only after that we can then trace the difference between uh, so and there are well what I'm saying is that the relationship between three theories historically and theoretically methodologically are very complex okay. this is not like simple generations so and I don't like uh, and I totally disagree with the division of the uh, chart by generations. Because when they say that Vygotsky was the first generation of chart, it does not contradict because Vygotsky did not develop chart. Chart appeared almost 100 years after Vygotsky's death. Okay. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, I do. So, yeah, I, I do. Vygotsky and, and was I'm... not. Vygotsky, Vygotsky was not the first generation of chart and Leontief yeah, was not the first sec, sec. You're talking to a very, a very naive student right now. So I'm, so, I'm sorry that if, I, if my questions are kind of dumb or if I'm at... Yeah, no, no, it's okay. It's, these, are, these are great questions, but I don't think the metaphor of generations uh, is a good metaphor to explain the relationship between three theories because if we use generational approach, let's think about what generation is. Generation might be three generations, three generations of one family, like grandparents, parents, and children. They are three generations. But historically, grandparents die, do not exist anymore. Okay? So, and when I hear that there are three generations of child, my first question is chart, first generation of chart, Vygotsky and chart. No, no, no. Vygotsky is not chart. Vygotsky is cultural historical theory. Uh, cultural historical theory. Second generation of chart. No, 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 no. So generations die. That's, that's the reality, right? Yeah. Do you agree that in the family generations, all generations die or dying or has to die, right? Yeah, un unfortunately, and uh, I think of some of my own, rest in peace. I think the only thing worse than dying would be would be living forever, probably. So yeah. Yes. But, um, but what? Why but is this? There... Why is this? What, why would if somebody's like, okay, I understand what you're saying, but kind of like, who cares? Like, why? Why should people care? Yes. Not saying that in a rude way, look, but why is this important? Look, uh, this is important because the idea of three generations of chart, the idea which is very popular, first generation of chart, second generation of chart, third generation of chart, and now generation number four is coming. It is not a best metaphor to explain the relationship because cultural historical theory 
still exists and is not going to die. No way. And activity theory still exists, not going to die. And chart as a theory exists and God bless it. <laughs> I would love to. So this is not generations which replace each other. They are three coexisting theories. Because when Vygotsky started cultural historical theory in the 30s, when he died, some of his former students, colleagues, collaborators, they continued working in cultural historical tradition. They did not join Leontiev's activity theory. They continued to develop cultural historical theory in parallel with the group of Leontiev. So it was a kind of uh, breakout, breakout rooms. Some Vygotsky's followers continued his line. Some of them would join Leontiev and started to develop activity theory. So, which means that there was a second generation of cultural historical theory. I can give you name, names. Lishina, Slavina, Bajovic, Morozova. Those names are not known in the West, but that people did, did really exist. And they were professors, they established their schools. They were not in, in Leontiev team, they were working, developing Vygotsky. And then there was a third generation of cultural historical theory. Vygotsky's granddaughter, which is actually physically the third generation. Vygotsky's granddaughter, Elena Kravtsova, all her life, she was working with cultural historical theory. She did not do anything with activity theory. She did not do anything with chat. She and her team for 40 years were working with cultural historical. So in fact, <laughs> there is first generation of cultural historical, second generation of cultural historical, third generation of cultural historical. In activity theory, it's the same. First generation of activity theory, second generation of activity theory. And the same with chat, but it's only because it's new, it's new theory, it's only first generation. So instead of one family, we have <laughs> we have three families. Of course they are relatives, but they are three families. Each of the family has uh, its own generations. That's the complexity. That's the complexity. So, and uh, I don't believe that there are just three generations of chat. No, 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 it's not, it's, it's not correct. So very, very that's a kind of, that, that's, huh? I, I said, that's very interesting. And uh, I, I'm not very widely read, but I don't hear a lot of other people saying that, describing the mm -hmm. same thing. Uh, this might not be a good question for now, but do you agree? Do you feel like you're, you're one of the few people saying this? Or is this kind of a widely known and I'm just naive? No, it's not widely known. It's, this is what I'm trying to explain to people. That the reality is deeper in my, in some of my speeches, I try to explain this, but you know, uh, the situation at the moment is, uh, there are some big names in chat 
and these big names are great guys but they take over they they keep a control over everything you cannot publish in the journal journals if you are having a critical idea about chat no way so they protect their territory that's why in, in my public speeches i explain because what i said to you is just a historical facts just the poor historical facts which are ignored uh, in their idea of just three generations of chart so they 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 took some somebody as a second generation of chart forgetting about many other people who physically and theoretically belong to generation so it's a it's not a good way so that's why the metaphor of, of generations is not good it doesn't explain it explains but it doesn't explain the complexity of the whole picture okay it's again an example of simplification and fragmentation as we discussed so many times with you that the, 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 the most difficult and the most dangerous situation is when the theory begins to be interpreted very in very simplistic and very uh reductionist way and this is actually what happens so and let's 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 forget about the generations because i have many things to say yeah good. um today we start today we started off nikolai um you started off by saying perhaps you have a bit of a stereotypical reputation or uh, speaking negatively about chat, but in fact that is not a, is not the case. As as the paper no. that I referenced demonstrate, like that really wasn't the case. But I think I think the past couple of minutes, when you're trying to clarify some distinctions, I think I think that might be where uh, you know where that reputation might come from. And and having read the article and looking forward to the rest of today's conversation. I think I would agree with you that the reputation is not really deserved. So let, let's move our let's move our conversation in that direction. Um, what are some things? Well, I don't. Uh, is there a way to like summarize what you think chat is very like basically, or would you like to take well, it in uh, our directions? No problem. Uh, you said about reputation. I said about stereotypes. Look. Uh, in general, on the whole, believe me or not, but I don't care because I know I know the reality, I know the facts, and it's enough for me. So, if I cannot convince anyone, no problem. But reality is a reality, history is a history. You cannot exclude from history things you don't like, or you cannot exclude from the history things which do not fit to your model. So, that's not a good way <laughs> to do things. Okay. <laughs> So, and of course we can, and we need to discuss a lot of things in relation to all three theories. They all are three coexisting theories because even now there are people, fantastic researchers, academics, who are not doing chat, who are not doing activity theory, who, but who are doing cultural historical. Okay? So they are we can find people who are not doing cultural historical and not doing chat, but they are following Leontief's activity theory. 
And also you can find people who are not doing cultural historical, not doing activities, but using chat as their theoretical. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But my main message is that instead of speaking about three generations, we have to speak about three coexisting theoretical approaches, three coexisting theoretical frameworks, three coexisting theories. Maybe cousins? Huh? Sorry? Maybe, maybe cousins? Maybe nieces, uh, cousins, nephews, co relatives? Cousins, uh, so that's, that's another story. Okay, that's okay. Story. Because generation model tells me that first generation died, <laughs> second generation is still alive, but not. But the youngest generation is the most energetic. So that's not the, the okay. So let's finish that. So I wanted to just so, I wanted to just uh, project this onto my screen very <laughs> briefly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. Just because um, one of the things in your paper that I thought was interesting was the concept of contradiction, and you and I have talked mm -hmm. quite a bit about that. And, and and in fact, contradiction is probably the central concept that allowed me to start to get a grasp of cultural historical theory uh, and, and in your in your yes. paper let me just finish my question yeah in this particular yeah, yeah, yeah. paper we're saying uh the use of contradiction in a chat model is different than the way contradiction is thought of or used in a cultural historical theory model um do you think that might be a place we could start like the way these two models deal with the concept of contradiction Yes, definitely. But let me say something before we come to the contradiction, sure. because the idea of contradiction requires a, uh, requires a changing of our direction and we need to speak about dialectics. Yep. Because to speak about contradiction without dialectics is, is, is not, the, not the best way. So, but before coming to the dialectical layer the dialectical mm -hmm. so to say uh, level of i just want to say something about cultural historical theory and chart uh, not comparing them but just presenting the specific features of which so if you take cultural historical theory i mean cultural historical theory of vygotsky and uh, uh, which is not dead, which is still alive. Uh, this is a very uh, clear theory. I mean, it's a sort of classical type of theory. It has very clear subject matter, and the subject matter is the process of development of human consciousness, which is the system of higher psychological functions. Okay, so. It has several uh, laws, several objective and, and, and uh, universal laws of development of higher psychological functions, which are important, uh, which is important part of the theory. It has its system of concepts, which are related to the subject matter and which are related to the laws of development. And finally, it has its own research method, 
which is related to concepts and laws. See, this is a kind of clear theory with all these aspects. It looks like a classical theory, like a classical traditional theory. So, what kind of theory chart is? Uh, chart is a different type of theory. It's a type of postmodernist theory which has no clear subject matter. What is the subject matter of chart? I don't know. Activity, interactions, mediation, uh, well, work design, system of activity, I don't know. So, are there any laws <laughs> represented in chart? No. What is the system of the concepts of chart? Yeah, maybe subject, object, mediated artifact, all these things. Yeah, that's more or less okay. But you see, these concepts are different from Vygotsky. Vygotsky didn't have a concept of subject or object <laughs> or division of labor. Okay? So, and finally, what is the main research method of chart? I don't know. Maybe there is some, but it definitely is different from that of Vygotsky. You see, uh, Vygotsky, start, Vygotsky wanted to create a fundamental classical theory based on the classical principles with very clear components. Chart is a different type of theory. It's a theory, but theory created and, uh, and the structure of the theory is very different. So, but probably this is not the most important point. The most important point is cultural historical theory was a psychological theory and it was a theory of development of psychology. Okay? Uh, because the idea of cultural historical was to understand the process of psychological development. Activity theory, Leontiev, was also psychological theory and the uh, idea of the theory was to understand the process of development of consciousness, but consciousness from human activity, consciousness activity principle. So, they were different theories, but they were both psychological theories. Theories of psychological development of human beings. Chat is not a psychological theory. It is not a theory of psychological development. It is not a theory of development of high psychological functions or consciousness. This is a theory about activity systems. Very interesting matrix to analyze any kind of activity systems. It might be a school, it might be a restaurant, it might be, well, the research community, it might be university, it might be every uh, activity, every system of activities of human beings. That's okay. But this is not a theory of psychological development. And this is the most, from my point of view, from my humble opinion, is the most important difference between Leontiev and Vygotsky, cultural historical activities, and Chart. And Chart. And, and, very helpful. Very helpful. Yeah, and I even think that 
Chuck is not the theory in a classical in the classical sense of this word. It's something theoretical framework or something. Which which That's, probably has which probably has its uh, advantages and maybe disadvantages. Yes, of course. Would you would you say this is a is this is a very basic framing? But would you agree that uh, cultural historical theory is a little bit more focused on maybe an individual, whereas chat is a little bit more focused on group or system? Mm, no, because okay. if you look at chat, there is in chat there is no there is no more focus on individual or more focus on social because they take a system. Okay. If you look at Vygotsky, there is also. Uh, no priority given to individual or social. It also it also takes social individual as the dialectical unity. And as you know, in dialectical unity, there is nothing which which is the first and then the second. So dialectical unity is the unity. Uh, uh, two parts are equally important. We cannot say that, that this is more important. This is late. We can focus on that. So this is a dialectical thinking. Yeah, so I don't think it's a big difference, but for me, the biggest difference is that Vygotsky theory was about the development, how the social becomes the individual, how high psychological functions appear, how they uh, become individual functions, how they then uh, the individual is using these functions to regulate his activity, which is social. So, okay, so how social is becoming individual and how individual is becoming social. Mm. So, but this is, is focused on the development, but chat is more focused on transformation of, of the components of, of activity systems, like changing of the activity systems, reshaping, reframing re, 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 re or transform, transforming, transforming of existing activity systems to make them more efficient. So, and we are, we are coming to the idea of transformation and we are coming to the idea of development. So that's what I wanted to discuss before we come to contradiction. I yeah, still remember sounds... your question. No, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so, uh, and uh, so would, would one you, of the very briefly, would you say, would you say, uh, perhaps different personality types might be drawn more towards cultural historical theory or more towards chat? Do you think well, they're not necessarily, or do you think it's mm -hmm. maybe it's there might be a preference for another reason, or perhaps it's just simply what you what you learned about first? Uh, or maybe none of the above. Uh, I have to think a little bit to formulate. Sure. So, as I said, and I just want to repeat that chat, from my point of view, is not a psychological theory at all. Okay. It's about humans, it's about human activities, it's about systems of activities. Of course, it does not include human beings but the process of their development is not in the focus. The focus is on the transformation of activity systems, bringing changes or mediations between subjects, objects, divisions of labor, tools, and so on, so on, so on. This is, and this 
is important because one of the concepts of chart is the idea of transformation. They even call it the, the, principle, the principle of development, which is a transformation. But as we already discussed, and I'm sure you remember that, that not every transformation is a dialectical process. Not every transformation is developmental transformation. And do you remember my example with the movie Transformer, Transformers? Yeah, the Transformer might be able to change shapes, but it can also change back. Yes. And, and if because, something, yeah. something yeah, can transform because, back, then it yeah. would be dialectical. Yeah, yeah because, uh, no, uh, uh, yes and no, because uh, that Transformers, they are mechanical system. They have yeah. mechanical comp components, so they don't grow they do not develop as uh, organic systems develop because robots are mechanic, mechanic systems. So, and they can only transform themselves. But living systems, organic systems, they are not only transforming themselves, they can create new organs, like a tree, which when it grows, creates new waves. And when the system is able just to create from itself in new organs, new waves, this process is called metamorphosis mm. in Hegel. This process is called reorganization, qualitative reorganization. Yeah, you are right. It cannot come back, <laughs> but transformers can. But the main point is that transformers do not build from themselves something else. So they are still the same. There are no more components. So, and uh, it might look like a transformation, but sometimes not every transformation is a dialectical reorganization. Okay. So we have to be very careful. And that's why I think that Vygotsky theory is mostly focused on reorganization of the system and how new new high psychological functions appear in child right is there is there a metamorphosis dynamic in chat or is uh, it or which or, uh, or, do you, or do you think it's more of a sort of a, a mechanical transformation of a system uh, is there is there you know is there an organical element i i don't think uh, they consciously think about the mechanical but from what i have read maybe i maybe I, I was wrong so they are using term transformation all the time i didn't find any paper about chat which speaks about reorganization okay they speak only about transformation and this is enough from their point of view when the system is transformed it's okay but for me it's not it's not it's not enough but as i said they probably do not need the idea of reorganization because this is not a theory of development they are not taking activity systems as self-developing systems it's not their focus their focus is that how the system is 
in the process of transformation. And this is my question and this is my concern and this is my understanding. For me, uh, cultural historical theory is much better to study the process of development because it's rela it relates to the uh, process of reorganization. But reorganization doesn't happen without any reasons. The reorganization is always a result of a contradiction, of a contradiction. If there is no contradiction, there is no development. If there is no qualitative change, there is no development. Development is not only quantitative change, it's a qualitative change, revolutionary as Vygotsky said. So, and uh, now we are coming to your question. <laughs> still, I'm still keeping your question in mind. So, what do you think is the idea of uh, contradiction in chart? And what is the idea of the contradiction in cultural historical theory? What do you think, Anthony? Are they similar or there is a difference? I, from what I understand, I see a fair amount of similarities, but I'm not sure mm -hmm. how explicit they are. Uh, mm -hmm. That might be an interesting point right there. Um, it seems to be, and, and I don't know this model very well, but it, it seems to be that contradiction in chat deals with contradictions between different points on the triangle. Yes. And contradiction in cultural historical theory deals with, to some extent, uh, capacities and demands. Like there are certain demands, but you're not, the, you don't have the capacity yet. And the demands sort of fuel the yeah. meeting. You either meet it or maybe you don't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. that's where the, you know, yeah. tension yeah. or the drama. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But, I, but I don't know, I don't know if, I, I don't know if like a, a system or activity level, uh, I don't know if that's a mechanical thing or an organical thing. And is, is there talk of systems developing? Or is, or, is, or is there more talk about just systemic yeah. change, things yeah. like that? Yeah. 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 You see, this is not an easy question. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel better now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, it needs a special conversation. We can spend hours discussing that. But uh, Let's forget for a while about the contradictions in chat when the different components of the triangle are contradicting. Let's come back to the uh, dialectical understanding of the contradiction because it, uh, there are contradictions and there are dialectical contradictions. And not every contradiction is a dialectical contradiction, <laughs> as you know, okay? For example, we can be in a contradiction with you, uh, we can, be in a total disagreement, you disagree with me, I disagree with you, but it, it has nothing to do with a dialectical contradiction. So a dialectical contradiction is the contradiction between two coexisting tendencies, processes, which together define the certain, the certain thing. Do you remember my example about life as a contradiction of death and birth. 
Do you remember the conversation? I don't think or so. I think, I, think it, I think it makes sense. I, okay, okay. Then I can give you an example sure. of the dialectical contradiction about two processes, coexisting processes, mm -hmm. which logically should not exist at the same time. But they do exist at the same time. <laughs> and only together they defined some process which cannot exist without them. And my favorite example is life. Biological life. Let's look at what life is from biological point of view. What is life? We can say life is the process which begins from the birth and ends with the death. When there is death, there is no life. When before birth, there is no life. I mean, if we forget for prenatal, of course. So, and there are three things, birth, life, death. Okay, can then birth, birth and death coexist in life at the same time? No. When there is birth, there is no death. When there is death, there is no birth. So, right? This is an example of formal logic. Formally, the birth and, and the death are mutually exclusive. They cannot coexist, right? But dialectically, they do coexist and they define life. If we look at birth and death, as not as oppositions, but as dialectical opposites, it gives us a very interesting uh, way of thinking. Yes, death is not the opposition of life. Death is the opposition of birth, right? <laughs> yes? Yes, okay. That's important because people always think traditionally Life and death as two opposites. No, birth and death are two opposites. Yeah, right? Okay. And they both together, they create life. When the, when the human body, the organism, first moment from the birth, we might say, okay, the, the act of birth is finished, now life begins. But that's not correct. Biologically, the process of birth remains because every moment, every single moment, the organism creates new living cells. And some cells are appearing in the process of birth. At the same time, some old cells are dying. They are in a permanent process of death. And as you know, every three or four years, there is no one single living cell in your organism, which you had four years ago, they all, they all are new. So the process, the birth is not the act, it's a process which goes across all life. And, and death is a process of permanent dying of, of, of your body in the process of life. So death and birth are the processes, not the acts, and they coexist. <laughs> during life your organism is in the process of birth and in the process of death at the same time this is an example of i find that life. very comforting huh? i find that very Sorry? comforting it's very comforting Com comfort it's comforting I, I like that thought it's a good feeling 
Ah, okay. So you agree, huh? So yeah, and I, I like is... I I like thinking about death in those terms. Yes. Okay. Rather soothing. Perfect. 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 So, and then when we die, and, and here and here we are, another, and here we are, 40, 45 minutes so, closer to death. Yeah, yeah. But look, when when we physically die, our children, they are continuing the process, the process of birth and the process of death. <laughs> so, and life, as 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 life exists. So this is the example of how. Uh, we can use dialectics to analyze the process and you see that death and birth are processes so they are contradictory processes and they are of course contradictory because they are they are opposite so the the same logic Vygotsky tried to apply to psychological development because he said that that development of higher psychological functions follow and they obey the same laws uh, of, uh, of the, and, and Vygotsky said that, that we have to find the basic contradiction and for him in relation to uh, subject and object, subject object, why Vygotsky did not use subject object was that for him he said that no from psychological point of view subject nothing more than the individual individual not just subject abstract subject but very concrete individual you and me and somebody and what is object what is object what is external what what is uh, what said that uh, outside inside that 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 is that out out uh, uh, so, the world outside and world inside say that that exto ah, external. Sorry, this is the word external. Okay, external for Vygotsky is not just external object; it's a social. So, not object and subject, but the dialectics of the individual and the social. So and. Where is the dialectics here? When where is the contradiction? The contradiction is that individual is not the social, and social is not the individual. But dialectically, dialectically, what is social? Social is not just social surrounding. Social is a social environment. But what is social environment? Social environment is the system of interactions, communications, relations I am involved in. So I'm the participant of my social environment, active participant. In some sense, I'm creator of my social environment. And this is what makes social surrounding, <laughs> what makes a social environment. So social does not exist without individual because if myself as an individual do not participate there is no social environment. so can you, say, can you say a few more words about the individual being the creation creator of the social environment? okay so i find that very interesting and i know that there's a lot of people who so okay let's 
let's make a let's make a distinction what is social around us we can call it social surroundings so some social things which happen so and this is this the social environment no social environment is only when me as an individual i participate in my social surroundings i interact with other people i have re i have relations with other people i can do something together i can debate i can communicate i can cooperate i can contradict so this my participation in my social surroundings makes it social environment without me as active participant the social environment does not exist it just becomes again social surroundings which is not related to me directly okay it would, it would, be, a, it would be a social environment for others but oh, simply a, but simply a social surrounding, surrounding yeah 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 okay so and now you see that social does not exist without individual social environment doesn't exist without the individual being a part of this social environment active part and sometimes we even create our social environments right sometimes we go and ask for the help so what we are doing is that we are creating our social environment making the social environment building this social environment or shaping reorganizing our social environment depending on our needs and our ideas so okay but this is about social but then what then about individual of course formally from formal logic individual is not a social of course because there is a social and individual but dialectically the, what is individual as Vygotsky says let's take an example again development of higher psychological function or cultural forms of behavior first we participate in the cultural forms of behavior and then through internalization these cultural forms of behavior and higher psychological functions they are becoming our own they are becoming our internal individual higher psychological functions for example you can uh, think for yourself you can say nikolai when i think it's absolutely individual huh? because it's my thinking it's internal it's my thinking but of course i know you are now looking at me smiling of course if we go deeper we can say okay and what is the nature of your thinking what is the origin of your thinking he said well origin is social <laughs> why because in thinking i'm using language right or logical structures and how did i learn these logical structures from social <laughs> from social interactions right so and as Vygotsky says high psychological functions even being totally completely internalized they still remain social by their origin by their nature and by their structure so uh, when we think for ourselves or when we speak to ourselves we communicate with ourselves 
right? But, but why we able to communicate with ourselves? Only because when we were young, we communicated with others. And through this, we have learned this internal ability. So this is individual, absolutely individual. But historically, it is not completely individual. And Vygotsky says every higher psychological function was external because it was social. I'm quoting Vygotsky. This is quotation from volume four, page 106. Vygotsky says every higher psychological function, every individual higher psychological functions was external because it was social. It was a real social relation between two people. And being internalized, it remains quasi-social. It still remains the social because we are still able to, so, how to say, socialize with ourselves or communicate with ourselves or thinking. So you see the individual is at the same time social. <laughs> now, summarizing, social is at the same time individual. Individual is at the same time social. So they are social and individual are two dialectical oppositions. Subject and object. No, we cannot say subject is at the same time an, obje an object. An object is at the same time subject. No, impossible. But social and individual. So this is a difference uh, uh, between triangle of activity and Vygotsky's approach. Then mediation, for example, mediation. As we already discussed with you, I told you several times that uh, you hold on, if you look, just one second. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So then summarizing. Mediation. So, uh, uh, no, no, summarizing the previous point. So instead of object and subject and object, which is very abstract and very formal uh, contradiction and formal distinction, Vygotsky suggests the dialectics of the social and the individual. So for him, internal is individual, external is social. So, and from this dialectical unity, he was able to explain the cultural development and development of higher psychological functions. Then the next point is, and you see there is a contradiction. So the process of development goes through the contradiction between individual and social. And one of the forms of this contradiction is a contradiction, a clash, a collision between real forms, uh, present forms and ideal forms. We have discussed that because ideal forms are more social. Present forms are more individual. So, and they are in contradiction. And then the child has to overcome this contradiction through mastering cultural forms of behavior, through coming and uh, be, be, being able to master the ideal forms. So this is a kind of concrete manifestation of this basic fundamental contradiction of social and individual, which is not an opposition, but it's a dialectical opposites. Okay. Now, mediation. If you look at the triangle of activity, you see that that uh, that um, everything mediates everything. There, right? And many people believe that everything mediates everything. 
But as Vygotsky said, if you want to explain everything, in fact, you are explaining nothing. So, and uh, on the top of the triangle of activity, there is a component called mediating artifact or mediating tool sign, right? If you can show the triangle again, sure. you will see. You see on the top, yep, mediating artifacts, okay? So, uh, I don't want to explain that where is the problem here, but I want to tell that Vygotsky was not against the very concept of artifact. He said that there are two things which people use to mediate their activity. Tools, for example, tools of labor, or some other tools, like, for example, uh, very practical tools like spoons, forks, knives, and so on, and signs. And he said that psychologically they are different. I don't want to discuss this, but Vygotsky wrote, it was written in Vygotsky's text that the, the, one of the mistakes people do is that they are unifying these two different tools into one concept of artifact, which makes the picture very vague and which eliminates the principal important difference between the two. Okay, that's it. But what is here is mediating artifact. What it mediates? It mediates the relationship between subject and object, right? Yeah? You see on the top? Mediating artifacts are between subject and object. Okay. But for Vygotsky, the point is not what mediates. And the point is who mediates. We cannot as ascribe to artifacts, to tools, the specific features, features of being magically, being able to mediate something. It's a kind of, it's a kind of, I know, uh, animation of, of, of <laughs> we are prescribing to these artifacts the ability to mediate as if they do mediate something. Vygotsky was categorically against that. He said that the problem is not what mediates, the problem is who mediates. And the answer is that human beings are using different signs and tools to mediate their activity. If people do not consciously use tools to mediate their activities, these tools mediate nothing. They begin to mediate, they begin to work as a tool, as a mediator only when the, somebody is using them as a tool. So, tools do not mediate. We are using tools for our activity and therefore they are taking their, they are beginning to complete to, to com they are beginning to work as mediators so they as 
they, uh, how to say, they obtain the function of mediator only when human beings are using them. Themselves, they mediate nothing. They but have no power. They have no power to mediate. We, we cannot uh, mystify them. Are there any circumstances where the tool or the sign, which would be a psychological tool, are there any circumstances? Yes. Are there circumstances yes. when the tool has more agency than the individual? Uh, no, I don't believe in this. Uh, we can speculate on that, but uh, your question was to compare cultural historical theory of Vygotsky. So and Vygotsky said, so we can debate with Vygotsky, but before debating with Vygotsky, we have to understand his position. And his position was clear, was explained very clearly that, and he even said that uh, to say that, that the, to say that, uh, sign or tool is able to do something it's the same than to say that the stick is taking banana for to chimpanzee but in fact chimpanzee is using the stick to take the banana stick itself has no power to bring banana <laughs> to chimpanzee that's what Vygotsky said, and he said that speaking about this, you are forgetting the human being. And he makes a reference to Chekhov, the uh, uh, cherry orchard, or, or cherry, what is the Chekhov's, what is in English Chekhov's piece? Cherry orchard, something like that. So, you should not forget the human beings who mediate. But your question is, okay, first of all, because he says that first we are using signs to mediate our relations with other people. But then through the process of internalization, Vrashivani, the sign becomes the individual. It becomes the individual tool, tool of mind. But becoming individual tool of mind, it is not equal to the tool of labor, like a spoon or, or, or the knife and a so the word is the same, tool, but the, the, the meaning is different. So you see, this is the process of uh, mediation, is about who mediates and who remediates. And in Vygotsky's experiment, uh, what he did, uh, the task was given to the child, for example, to remember something or to, to keep the attention to something, and the child could not. It was a collision, contradiction, Create, specially created and the child was not able to complete the task and then there were some neutral objects around this like small pieces of paper some pieces of wood or just uh, small wooden cubes and child was given a kind of way of how to use these objects as tools which might help him to or as a science which might help him to remember something and the child is actively begin to actively use this neutral absolutely neutral objects like paper pieces of wood but 
the child begins to use them as a reminders <laughs> which might help them to forget something so you see paper piece of paper piece of wood cubes and others these are just objects they are not mediators they mediate nothing they are just objects but only when the child begins to use them as a as a as a sign for themselves they begin to mediate so then what mediates not a problem who mediates is a problem and we are coming again to the role of the human being and that's what Vygotsky says the human beings are actively reshaping rearranging their social situations using external tools external signs and then external signs are become becoming their psychological tools that's that's the that's the, the idea of, of mediation so and in triangular activity we can see on the top mediating artifact so there is no mediating human there unfortunately so this is again a difference between chat and cultural historical in cultural historical there is a human being who mediates in chat there is an artifact which mediates boom and it's okay because uh, chat is not about psychology it's okay absolutely okay i don't mind it's a great idea but I, i'm a psychologist i'm interested in, in in development that's why for me chat is great theory but it's not about what i'm doing as a researcher one, one other thing that you discussed in your paper was that uh perigivania is a concept that as far as you know exists in cultural historical theory but doesn't make yeah. much of an appearance yeah. in chat yeah. um yeah. Yeah. do you think could it or should it make an appearance in chat oh yeah that's interesting <laughs> interesting question because uh, what i know from the literature there is a kind of number of several attempts to incorporate perijuani into the chat model people are trying to put perijuani there but there is no place there is no place for perijuani in chat model they don't need because Perijivania is about development, but chat is not about psychological development. Perijivania is the concept which helps us to understand the role of environment on development. But chat is not about the role of environment to, to individual development. There is no individual, no social there. And therefore there is no place for Perijivania there. Of course, mechanically you can incorporate, you can you can take your robot, you can take your transformer and put something physically, <laughs> make it looking better. But in fact, because your transformer do not need any more, it's okay in itself. Uh, but I can tell you even more. Perijivania was, and you know, it's one of the most important concepts in cultural historical theory. But Perijivania totally, completely, absolutely disappeared in activity theory. Even in activity theory developed by Leontiev, Perijivania 
was excluded from the system of concepts. You cannot find anything about Pirijovania in Leontiev's work because Leontiev had developed a theory which was different from Vygotsky and he did not need the concept of Pirijovania at all. And even more, he was very critical to Pirijovania. He criticized Vygotsky for using Pirijovania as a unit of analysis. Leontiev was completely against using Pirijovania as a unit of analysis. You know so, why? Uh, yes, because Leontiev developed very interesting uh, way of uh, theorizing consciousness. He has developed the principle of the unity of uh, unity of consciousness and activity. Consciousness and activity. So that was a unity, the principle of the unity of consciousness. Activity. What is consciousness? Consciousness is internalized activity. That's it. But for Vygotsky, the logic of Vygotsky was not the logic of the unity. There was a logic of units of analysis, not the unity of two things, but the unit of analysis. So there were two different logics of analysis, two different fundamental logical construct constructions. That's why Pirijovania was so important for Vygotsky. That's why Pirijovania was absolutely nothing for Leontiev. And as chat is based on Leontiev mostly about activity. So there is no place for Pirijovania in chat, but of course, uh, as I said, chat is a kind of theory, which is postmodernist theory, which can incorporate everything easily. <laughs> it's like, like one, one more, one more block to the, to your Lego, <laughs> to your Lego construction. So I think, I think, but, a, com I think a common and a very interesting story that is told or that is paired with the, to introduce Perigivania is the, 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 uh, alcoholic or the psychotic mother and the three children each uh -huh. each who are affected by their environment clearly. Uh -huh. so uh -huh. so the outside is influencing uh -huh. them bearing down uh -huh. on them but they uh -huh. each that they they have their own individual experience that is like uh -huh. refracted uh -huh. in different ways so whereas both whereas both cultural historical theory and chat do discuss the relationship between like the outside and the inside or the social and the individual. Yeah, it's a very interesting example. What am I trying to say? Here's what I, I guess, here's what I would ask. If you were to, if you were to try to suggest or persuade a young, a young academic or a young researcher who's using a chat model, if you were to offer them this additional tool of Parvajivania, what, what, how would you do that? Or what would you say to them? Well, uh, first of all, uh, with all my respect to chat, if somebody is using chat for their research, I say, okay, perfect, do it. No problem, because chat is a very strong theory, but this is not a psychological theory. This is not a theory of psychological development. Therefore, 
this theory does not need the concept of Perijewanie because concept of Perijewanie is absolutely psychological concept. It relates to the influence of social environment on the course of development of the child. The development of the child, psychological development of the child is not what child is interested in. Okay, why should we use one concept from psychological theory as an addition to the concept, to the theory, which is not a theory of psychological development? Only because Perijewani is now becoming so popular, that's not a good reason. Okay, you have to, yeah. be, you ha you have to be theoretically coherent. But I'm saying if you use chat, please use chat. Okay, be coherent, be logical. Is, is chat and some and, and forgive me for hmm. I'm pretty naive here and I might be bringing my own my own priors into this question. Um, is chat concerned with uh, cultural or social development or cultural or social change? It's about it's about cultural it's about social change and change of activity and transformation of activity systems that's it it's very interesting it's a very interesting because activity systems are transforming all the time that's is, fantastic is, um, is there a big distinction between social change and social development yeah of course not every change is development you know about that we had a discussion about that sometimes we uh, don't uh, go deep sometimes when we see the change we immediately make a conclusion that this is a development but not every change is a development it's like not well, every change true. not every change you get when you pay when you pay in the shop they give you a change <laughs> just you pay one dollar they can they give you five cents back it's a change but it's not a development i'm joking of course mm -hmm. so I'm joking, of course, development has a very important characteristics. Sure, yeah. Development should be the process and it should be reorganization, reorganization and qualitative, qualitative reorganization, metamorphosis, no metamorphosis, no development. And change might be just change. I can come to my car. I can make changes in my car. I can tune my car. I can change windows on my car, uh, so, and this is, will be a change, but this will be not the development because my car is mechanical system. So, but in, in organical systems, developmental changes are the results of the resolution of the contradictions. So I can bring change to my car, but my car will never create a contradiction at and will change itself <laughs> okay so that's uh that's uh a, again a, a very simplified simplistic superficial understanding of development as equation of development is change or change with development yeah and so you see the principle of development is different in Vygotsky and in Chad. The idea of contradiction is different and Vygotsky and Chad. The idea of subject and object is different in Chad and Vygotsky because there is individual and social. 
the idea of mediation is different in Vygotsky and Chad. Okay, so and now my question is what from Vygotsky remains in Chad? If all these all these aspects are different, on what degree then Chad really has a connection with Vygotsky? I cannot find anything from Vygotsky in Chad. Only saying that we are developing Vygotsky, we are third generation of Vygotsky, that's it, that's the only, that's the only argument. Because if you look deeply, as we try to do it now, we took most important characteristics and we see that there are different. But I'm not saying that Vygotsky is better <laughs> than Chad or worse, no. These different theories are different theories of different things. Vygotsky theory is theory about development, psychological development. Chad is a theory about how how activity systems are can be transformed for 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 better production. So they are different, and this theory Vygotsky works very well in this in this field, and Chad works very well in its field, but the fields are different. The areas of applications are different. To, to what degree or to what extent would it be a, a mistake to uh, take ultra-historical concepts of development of a human individual's developmental functions and map that on top of a bigger entity like a like a, a classroom or even a culture or some sort of system like like uh are there similar processes at play in terms of how things grow or change or develop mm. so can some things from chat be sort of brought into a bigger picture domain mm. are there developmental principles that would that would be consistent no. No, I don't, I, I don't believe any combination of two different theories. It might look quite good for the paper, it might look, might, might look good for the chapter, but we are speaking about deep and serious science. We are speaking about being theoretically coherent. And if you make a combination of two, it, it looks very good, it, it, it looks very nice, I, I, I don't mind but uh, it's like okay you want to build a machine you take a part from helicopter another part from the submarine the third part from the train and you clip all this together and it looks very good but this machine will, will never work <laughs> i don't like this so if i want to fly i prefer to take the to, to take the, the flight if i want to go somewhere I take a car but I don't like the machines built from parts of different machines so Vygotsky Thanks. theory was de was designed for study for studying for making a research on, on psychological development 
chart was specially designed for studying the transformations and, and uh, improving of activity systems. Mm -hmm. So if as a researcher in a classroom, my task is to focus on the process of child development in the classroom or in play or in learning, if my task is this, I pref I, it's better for me to take cultural historical theory with the instruments. If my task is to think about how can I optimize or how can I improve my, uh, uh, my pedagogy, my, my pedagogy or the, the, the whole school for better support the children's well-being. So I'd rather take chat because chat gives me the basic model like subject object, division of labor, and rules and so on and I can just as a matrix I can just put the matrix to the reality and I can understand the components of my activity system which components contradicts to which and which components mediates and then I can make changes so that's why uh, they call it developmental work research right they are trying to they are trying to to uh, uh, reorganize or reorganize or transform the system. This is a different task. There are different tasks. It depends on our research question. But what I'm against is that uh, the, the difference between these two theories is not clearly explained. I don't know why chat people still keep on this idea of generations and one of the recent publications of Yuri Engstrom was on video. He tried to explain why generation model, but uh, I expected from him uh, something like, dear people, sorry, we misled you. The generation model is not good. Now we know that it was, uh, it was just a metaphoric, but unfortunately he didn't tell this. So he insists that generation model explains the relationship these three theories correctly. But as I said at the beginning of our conversation, it does not explain the relation between the theories correctly because it excludes many researchers and generations of researchers who were, who were involved in the process of developing cultural, historical and activity theory. Well, and that's, uh, that's my question. <laughs> And I'm asking this question all the time, but there is no answer, but it's okay. I don't mind. Chat is great. So I agree. <laughs> so, so I wasn't, I wasn't crazy to propose this conversation today. <laughs> and I wasn't, I wasn't completely nuts to be a little bit confused and to be seeking some uh, distinctions. <laughs> and, but I, I think uh, certainly when I watch this a second time, that's usually when I, I could be present in a different way. Uh, I could pull things apart in a way that's very okay. okay. I'm pretty sure we, pretty sure we covered the main subject of today's conversation. It's very interesting. And and we spent again two hours. Oh, Anthony. We're, and now we're, two, we're we're two hours closer to death. But I feel more alive. Uh, yeah, and I love to talk to you, Anthony, because your questions are so interesting. And what I like most of all is that you are from practice. You are a practical 
teacher. Not a high degree academic or doctoral, so, but you are interested in, interested in such a deep and high matters and items which not every teacher is interested in nowadays. And uh, that's, for me, it's important. And this is one of the reasons I love to talk to you because academics, they are very tunnel, tunneled people. They, they know what they know and they, they go. But people like you, they are open-minded and they are ready to think, they are ready to, to 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 make steps forward and that's the reason i'm talking to you well thank you it's it's always a pleasure yeah and uh, i always learn i always feel like i'm learning a lot on the spot and <laughs> when i when i process it a second and a third time that's when i really learn it yeah and, uh, i appreciate it so much oh no we all we all learn from our teacher we all learn from vygotsky so we are students. Look, if comparing to Vygotsky, there is no difference between us, Anthony. <laughs> because Vygotsky is a mountain, is a Mont Blanc or Everest. Comparing to Everest, the difference between who is higher, you and or me, is nothing. How does that happen? How does uh, one individual in, in three decades, three and a half decades, an Everest. Oh, I, I mean, obviously, oh, this is one of the hardest working people. Yeah, and uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I can reach the level as Vygotsky had. But at least we have a good example. We have a good role model, <laughs> and yeah. we can learn, and we can learn a lot of lessons from him. From yeah, it's such a fascinating topic. Uh, yeah. I know it's not for everybody, but somehow I've. The fact that the more I learn, the less I understand, and it keeps me. Oh <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay. Great to see you. Yeah, thank you very much. Yes, and thank you very much for your time, for your energy, for your interest, for for you encouraging me to to discuss these things. Because without you, I could probably will be not able to do this. Well, so. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it again then. Uh, I don't know what the topic will be, but let's keep an eye out for that. Okay, absolutely, always. It's my pleasure. Why should I say no to you? I just, why should I, why should I yes to my pleasure? Why should I no to my pleasure? I don't know. So, so just contact me and we continue. Okay? That's good. <laughs> okay. okay. Thank you very much. And you give me the permission when you have a video to put the video to my YouTube channel? Sure, absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Okay. No copyright problem between us. <laughs> yes, this, this work is open for you always. Okay. Thank you very much and have a, have a great day. And I go to bed. Uh, yeah, and now I'm going to go to work. So I have to go to yeah, bed. Okay. Okay. You will, become, you will become social and I will come to my bedroom to be <laughs> absolutely individual. <laughs> yeah, unless, this is a, unless I'm in a dream right now, I'm not sure. I always feel that way. Okay, okay I'll okay. talk to you. Okay. All right, Jack.